Okay, well, welcome to week four of Abnormal Psychology, Psych 281, in our eight-week summer session. Uh, let's see, um, so, yeah, this is week four of eight weeks, uh, so we're getting close to the midpoint here of our semester already. Um, I do want to point out to you, just to be clear, that you don't have a midterm uh, for this course. Um, I will be giving you a final exam at the end, but, um, but I'm not assigning a midterm exam, and that's because I'm giving you quizzes on each and every chapter, so that ends up being a lot of quizzes, right? Um, uh, Eleven chapters that we're covering or something like that. Um, so we're not going to stop and do a midterm uh, at the end of this week or anything like that. Uh, let's see, um, for this week, week four, you've got uh, two chapters in the textbook, uh, which together cover um, four classes of disorders in the DSM-5 system. Uh, in chapter six, you get the somatic symptom disorders, uh, which are essentially disorders where the primary kinds of symptoms are not psychological symptoms. The primary symptoms are physical, that is somatic, body symptoms. However, the um, understanding is that those are due to psychological causes, which is why they're in the DSM. So somatic symptom disorders. And then you've got the dissociative disorders. Uh, now we saw a little bit about um, dissociative symptoms when we talked about uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, and even more specifically with acute stress disorder. Uh, but here we look at uh, a few disorders, I think there's three of them, where um, dissociative, some form of dissociation is the primary symptom uh, of those disorders, right? <laughs> Let's see, then in chapter seven, uh, two more classes from the DSM. Uh, first off, I think first off with the depressive mood disorders, and then next the bipolar mood disorders. Um, the um, depressive mood disorders are going to include a few different variations on depression. Um, an episodic form of depression, a more chronic form of depression. Um, and then in the bipolar mood disorders, we'll see some variations in um, uh, episodic kinds of um, changes in mood that also are going to include things like mania and hypomania, right? Um, I was very relieved to see that uh, the DSM, in the fifth edition of the DSM that we currently use now, they finally separated these out into two classes of disorders. They used to put all of the um, mood disorders together, and that would include depressive and bipolar mood disorders. They finally did separate them out into two separate classes. Your textbook still talks about them together, which I guess makes some sense, but... Um, <clears throat> Uh, I'll address that more a little bit later. Um, let's see, also in that chapter on um, uh, bipolar and depressive disorders, we deal with the topic of suicide um, and uh, suicide prediction of risk, uh, a little bit about um, interventions for people who are uh, currently suicidal. And the reason that that shows up in the chapter on mood is that people with mood disorders, particularly bipolar disorder, uh, are at elevated risk for suicide attempts and dying by suicide. Uh, the last time I saw a statistic on it, I think it was that um, folks with bipolar disorder, bipolar 1 disorder, are three times more likely to die by suicide than people without bipolar mood disorder. That's a pretty big uh, jump in your risk, right? Um, <clears throat> uh, however, it's not to say that everybody who uh, considers suicide or attempts suicide or even dies by suicide necessarily has a diagnosable 
mood disorder or bipolar, I'm sorry, depressive disorder or bipolar mood disorder. Um, you know, so there is some overlap there, but it's certainly not 100% overlap. Uh, let's see, so a lot of good stuff in this, um, in this chapter, uh, I mean in these two chapters. So um, <clears throat> I'll be recording some podcasts for you about uh, um, more detail about the um, classes of disorders and uh, some of the particular disorders we'll be looking at in this section.